and just like that we are going welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the high button podcast i'm your host justin belanger today's episode is brought to you by none other than generous united generous united is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in atlantic canada our own backyard you gotta love that little homegrown action their goal their mission is to make sure that prescription drugs are more affordable it doesn't really matter what you're looking for within your health care whether it be massages uh, acupuncture dental care we can all benefit from health care and a company like generous united being right here in our own backyard in atlantic canada making sure that prescription drugs are more affordable it doesn't even matter if it's for you a loved one a family member it's just great that we have this service right here in atlantic canada so head on over to generousunited.ca and check out some of their services and see if they can help you or a loved one like i said what they will do is team up with the pharmacist, the local member in your community who is also making sure that you are living a healthier life. What Generous United will do is team up with that pharmacist and make sure they give you an attentive personalized service that allows you to save money on your prescription drugs. So what more do you want? You get a little money, little money back, you save some money, and at the same time, you're able to get a product that you need that maybe you're having a little bit trouble affording right now. We all know with this pandemic, the money isn't isn't really flowing in the way it should be or the way it was a couple years ago, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all feel the hit right now. So Generous United is here to help. Remember, G-E-N-R-U-S United dot C-A. Check them out. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. I'm there pretty much every weekend, 45 minutes to an hour outside the city. The fairways are perfect. The greens run a great pace, and most importantly, it's a family-owned business, so you know they're taking pride in everything when it comes to that course. It's a Graham Cook design course, and they also have a brand new renovated patio where you can go when you're done your nine holes, your 18 holes, and grab a couple beer, grab some snacks, and you can look out over the first hole, the 18th hole, even the ninth hole, I'm pretty sure too. So get up to Osprey Ridge, like I said, 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city, you will be able to enjoy your yourself and you will be able you will be able to enjoy a great round of golf with you and your friends or family. I'm there every weekend. I hope to see you guys there too. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Jeff and Todd Bishop. If you don't know who Jeff and Todd Bishop are, I guarantee you know who their company is, Dormy Workshop. With myself starting golf this past year, I've been really looking into golf accessories and this company called Dormy Workshop that makes pre, uh, premium handmade leather golf covers for the best golfers in the world. If you look at the Olympics right now over in Tokyo, the Canadian representatives are using Dormy Workshop head covers. That's pretty cool. Um, they've worked with everyone from the best in the game to us amateurs right here in Atlantic Canada. They are actually right here in Halifax where they make their head covers right on Barrington Street. And like I said, the fact that I've just started playing golf this year, I've been into the accessories, I've been looking online on Instagram, and Dormy Workshop keeps popping up time and time and time and time again. So I thought it was only right to invite the the founders of the company on, Jeff and Todd Bishop. It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Jeff and Todd. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Thank you very much for coming here. I do appreciate it. I know you're you're probably in the busiest season of the year right now. So for you to take an hour out of your day, I really do. It does mean a lot to me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for the invitation. How, uh, how was your morning? I was busy. We've been um, kind of ramping up our 
stories and storyline behind the Olympic uh, covers that have been being put out. Uh, We've got a connection with Golf Canada um, dating way back almost to when we started the business. And that kind of spearheaded the initiative uh, for them to reach out to us because it really caught us by surprise. We didn't didn't expect it to happen. Really? Yeah. And it was, you know, we're usually on top of stuff like that. And uh, it, I guess... This one kind of just missed us, but ended up coming to us anyway. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Just throwing yourself into a business and then the opportunities that come your way that you'd have no idea that would come to you. It's things like that that make it all worth it. At least in my business, I find it's things that you don't really expect to happen, happen all because of hard work. Yeah. Um, Also, like I said, I was telling you the story about how uh, I got into golf this year and I really wasn't into uh, golf apparel, golf clubs, golf anything. And uh, this past year, I obviously started and... I see you guys all over social media and then I found out that you guys are actually local, but your product is all over the world. And I thought that was the coolest thing uh, when I found out and uh, having you here and talking about your story uh, from at the very beginning to now, I'm extremely excited for, because like I said, I I think golf is going to be a big part of my life for the future. And like I said, a company like you guys that are here now, I I think that's, I think that's the coolest thing to have a a world recognized brand right here in Halifax. Yeah. I mean, we're really pumped with how things turned out. That's for sure. Was that the plan at the beginning? Well, I know Jeff's original dream was to play in the Olympics and, uh, he actually was, um, there was a local movement that was able to help um, promote athletes, and he got fast-tracked into that. And uh, he was training at the Canada Games Centre, and and in the end, he did get to live at least a part, a small part of the Olympic dream by having a piece of the, you know, outfitting the teams. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's come a long ways and to to have that opportunity was a really uh was a really cool one and it's and it's like ongoing as we speak like every hour there seems to be a new picture pop up and so just getting people locally let alone nationally understand the significance of it is is our challenge right well speaking of popping up on instagram i'm seeing these mulligan lights everywhere and i know you brought some and they're not in the fridge so if you want we can crack them now so they're they're, is that fine with you what time what time is it right now Hey, love it. That's oh, yeah. why. That's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, these. This was a uh, a project that kind of came to uh, light from an introduction from a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, if you if you like one, go sure. Ahead. I'm good for now. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, a high school friend, Joachim Stroink. He introduced us to uh, Brian Titus, who's the president of uh, Garrison Brewing. Okay. Okay. And uh, he was like, you guys, you know, you're both on Barrington Street. You guys are uh, within five minutes of, of your businesses. So why don't you have a chat? And we did and found out that, you know, Garrison has, um, you know, they're, they're local. They are expert at, uh, you know, marketing, but they're community-based and do lots of stuff for Halifax. And so we had we shared a lot of common values and the synergies there were, it was really a lot of fun to work with. And um, so we, we put our two teams together and, and that's what, uh, came from it. They're a staple in the community for sure. That's a great partnership. Golf and definitely. beer go hand in hand. We're not oh, hiding definitely. it from anyone here. So that, <laughs> I think that's great. And you guys had that, uh, that cool little cart I saw driving around. You guys were up at oh, yeah. it. What What's that about? Yeah, we have a, we have a dune buggy and, uh, cheers. Thank yeah, you very cheers. much. Appreciate that. And it's the, uh, well, we call it the, the Mulligan mobile. Ooh. What's that aftertaste I'm tasting? What is that? It's it's a uh, it's a four percent light beer, obviously a craft beer, and it's it's not like as hoppy as as what you'd expect. Um, pretty smooth, 
Uh, that aftertaste is delightful. It's it's uh, surprising, but it's very good. It's different. It's yeah, not like yeah, it doesn't linger. Over, no, it doesn't. No, it's not overpowering at all. That's a great beer to have, especially on a hot day. You don't want anything too thick. You're out in the course. You're walking. You don't want anything weighing you down. That's a nice light beer with a great taste. Yeah, exactly. And, and a really cool can. Great design. Yeah, and so our the Elliot, uh, who's been with us now for almost five years, I believe, wow. maybe even pushing six years. He, him, and Alex are. are Alex is our youngest brother and a and a partner. Okay. And um so he's he kind of oversees all things in design and then Elliot um gets into some really funky projects and this was one of the ones that was bestowed upon him. So he uh with this can, he because it's a light beer, in his head he was like, Well, technically it's not really a full beer and so then he was like, Well, if you're not really playing golf in the full capacity, then let's focus on mini golf. And so that's how the the label came to be because it's a light beer. We're only doing mini putt. I gotcha. And so it's a 360 degree wrap around the lighthouse and through a tall ship. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a great can. Yeah, thanks. No, that that's a that's a great accomplishment for you guys. But back to my first, I guess you're talking about the Olympics and how kind of that was unexpected when you guys first started the company. Was this ever an idea of starting your own beverage? Was that ever? Uh... No, no, that was way off the radar. It, you know, certain things just come to those, I guess, that hustle maybe. I don't know. Um, certainly Yoakum probably in the back of his head. Um, actually, I had a beer with him last night. Um, he may have dreamed that we would be able to put something together like this yeah. and uh, had the foresight to see it. So, you know, these, these introductions and collaborations that we, we do have with, you know, whether it be an OEM like TaylorMade or Cobra or whoever, they all have different backstories and there's a lot of, um, you know, one degree of separation in a lot of them. Um, and that's just as you, as you go through the business cycle and you learn how important the networking is and how, uh, important it is to, um, you know, treat people like you'd like to be treated opportunities come up and, and there seems to be lots of them right now. So we're, we're really enjoying the fruits of our labor, I guess. I really think it's cool how you bring up the networking aspect, but your profession is almost, well, it is, it is golf, it is head covers, but you're golfing all the time and networking and golf go hand in hand. Th- th- that must be a, a benefit to your business. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, the travel and mixed business with pleasure component is exactly, you know, if, if we couldn't be playing full time in tournaments, then this would be our next best thing. So we're, we're really fortunate to be able to be in a business that, uh, you know, caters to our main passion. Cause I mean, our family at one point we had, we can golf, we can have four generations on the tee boxes. Um, I guess it'd be three generations. Sorry. So it'd be my, my father, my brothers, and then my youngest fella, he's four now. So wow. he's starting to get into it wow. and, uh, he's been golfing since he was one. And, um, <laughs> So it's, you know, it's just something that... Are you holding him up while he was swinging? He, yeah, Going. pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. we've got a video of him when he, when his, his the first time he ever touched, his feet touched the grass. Awesome. Um, it was on a golf course in Florida. Uh, he, he flew down to the States uh, for the Orlando PGA show. And when we, we kept him off the ground until he was able to get his socks and shoes off. And then we have him just, we did the countdown and he touched... Uh, down in Orange Orange Lake on a little uh, nine-hole oh, course. That's awesome. That's a yeah. cool story. Yeah. That, you have that on video? Yeah, we have that on video. It's crazy to have that memory. Yeah. So he'll be, you know, 10 years old. He'll be able to look at that and go, wow, that actually happened. That's <laughs> be crazy. Like, Dad, you, are, you really need to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. That's a sick thing. Um, 
I, I want to talk about the the early. I love talking about beginnings of of businesses. I think that's where the fun is. That's where the struggle is. That's where the excitement and the risk comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to talk about the early beginnings of, of your your company, Dormy uh, Workshop, and maybe some of the struggles that you had at the very beginning beginning in order to get your your head covers. Was the goal just to get it out in Nova Scotia, or was your goal Canada, the states, the world? Like at the very beginning, what was the goal? Yeah, the goal at the beginning was was really it was from Jeff's need to find cool head covers. Cool. So he was in Florida. Um, I was back up here and started a golf school, and he was still down playing and caddying. And he saw a lot of leather head covers coming through, popping up, but they were pretty plain Jane. And uh, he was like, it's not really his style. And so as he you know, started to delve into the leather head cover world, there was only a few companies really doing what we would consider kind of something that we might buy. Premium. Yeah, premium. And uh, so that was what kind of sparked the, fi- the flame. And then uh, he he came back to Canada, and, and it was September of 2014 when we um, initially started uh, really working at creating a prototype of a head cover. And, um, you know, it may seem very simple at the beginning of this. It really is just you could use a sock. I mean, there are guys that just have a black Sharpie marker and put a a cotton sock on the end and it's write ori- a number one on it. It's original. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that would be our bottom line competitor, which would be a dollar from Walmart and 50 cents for the Sharpie. <laughs> so we were like, we're not going to have a race to the bottom discount brand. That's not where the space that we want to live in. We want to um, build something that's really sustainable, something that you'd be proud of and something that we would want to use. And knowing our own kind of shopping habits and, uh, you know, we love to buy expensive goods. We don't have the real means to do that full time, whether that's cars or clothing or whatever. So we just looked at the head cover um, kind of industry as a opportunity to really step up the game in terms of how far we can push um, the envelope in design materials and uh, and just you know how the how it's constructed so with that in mind we just started um we we went to a, a bunch of different tailors originally because we didn't really know who else had sewing machines we didn't have any did you do you mean like clothing tailors yeah like, yeah i was gonna say like i don't yeah okay yeah Sorry. and they a lot of them were just like no we, we can't work with leather because it, it needs a certain type of sewing machine to handle that type of fabric and so right there we knew okay we got to re- reduce our filter and find some people that work in the leather world and and from that we f- we actually found one of them through Kijiji and she was uh making sock monkeys. What's what is that? I know what it is, but what are those for? Are those I I it's think like the, it's just like a toy it's like for, for kids. kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh her handle was Dragon Lady. That was her Hotmail account. <laughs> okay. Dragon Lady at Hotmail. So her name is Trish, and she was uh, living in uh, Highfield Park. Okay. And uh, we we drop off, and we we go into her living room, and she she kind of had like a mini setup, so she turned her her living room into her own production facility, but she was already doing that with her own business. I well, gotcha. as things started to grow, she ended up having to get a newer machine, and then she extended one of her tables, and her living room just turned into this mini mini shop, right? <laughs> yeah. And she was game for anything, and uh, but eventually, like the capacity, it was um, it was too much. Yeah. And, but she did help us a lot with the prototyping at the beginning. So, yeah. um, you know, from those humble backgrounds, we were able to get 
and learn a lot. We learned quick. And what uh, are some of the things that you learned? Just about the sewing machine and about the process, like how long it takes to make. Yeah, like, and okay. and like some of the some of the things that we thought, oh well, let's just do this to this cover. Like let's just put a magnet in it. We don't want to use Velcro. Um, that seems like a simple thing, but how do you make a magnet attached to leather without it looking funny or disrupting the open? Like, yeah. does the closing system even work? Mm. Is the is it going to blow through the fabric that that's holding it in? And then, is the magnet actually going to stay in the same spot? Like, it seems like a very simple thing to figure out, um, but those things take time to test. And uh, you know, we're still like working on putter covers and perfecting little things but like now our putter covers have um a a like a, a plastic coating pvc coated two pack so and then you can stitch that in and then that's glued and then there's two ply foam that we put inside all these little things are stuff that we've learned and prototyped and developed just so that this thing can have a nice you know, snap when it closes, it's wow. going to stay shut and it's going to, those magnets will last as long as hopefully the cover does. That must have taken years, like trial and error. Like that's something that no one else would have knowledge on. No. And I mean, certainly I'm sure the competitors, if they ever heard me talking, they would go, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, but until you get in that situation, you don't really consider all the little variables because if a magnet lets loose, so then how do we fix it? Yeah. And so then you... You but know, Velcro tear? tears. Vel you don't want Velcro. Velcro no. tears over the years. Yeah, and and it's very common. It's cheap. It's you know, it's the for some of the major companies that use it, it's probably more because it's simple, it's cheap, and it does wear out. So you are going to have to buy more of them mm -hmm. sooner mm -hmm. than you would magnets, which are quiet. You don't disrupt your playing partners when you're opening and closing your 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 stuff. I never thought of that. That's yeah. that's and, knowledge. Yeah, and 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 plus you can hang them off your equipment, so they they don't. You don't lose them as quickly. So, like, you see putter covers thrown on the ground, but you don't throw ours on the ground because they're leather, not synthetic, and you can also attach them to your clubs. And so they're just hanging there, and, and it's an easy way to you attach them to either the cart arm or the or the clubs. And um, just little things like that can just add to the experience of, oh, this is a nice product that I enjoy using. That's really cool. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um. I want to bring up, I was actually watching a YouTube video last night of um, Scotty Cameron and the the grind at the beginning of how he had to get his putters into pros' hands and how in the early, I guess late 80s, he had to go on tour and be like, look, try this, try this, try this. And mm -hmm. when I look at your company and I see, you know, all these professionals using your covers and some amazing golfers, like, didn't you have a cover in the match? Like, the, the, with yeah. film, like... Yeah. Me, that's incredible like that doesn't happen overnight so i, I want to know i guess what what you guys did did you guys go from tournament to tournament to tournament and go here try this cover try this use this like how was that grind for you at the beginning to get your covers into people's hands yeah a lot of it was from the network that we'd already established here in halifax i uh, know you're because okay. we lived in florida for 10 years oh uh, did you yeah i was down there for 10 years oh, i didn't know that yeah okay and uh jeff was down there for close to six i think or seven okay between the carolinas and florida oh wow okay so in that time we met a lot of tour caddies um met a lot of players and and those were the guys that we leaned on early to get product into yeah and then word of mouth was was golden um but we reached out to graham Dillette. he was one of our first guys that came on board and we were able to get covers in his hands and and his wife ruby just emailed us three weeks ago wow. looking for some covers for a, a, a charity event they're running. 
cool. Yeah, so these these early relationships, you know, five six years later, are still still going, um, which is great because we love Graham. It's just I know he's had some rough go with uh, some injuries, and and uh, so now I think he's getting more into uh, he's doing some announcing, and but I, I think he's still he's still competing, um, is he? okay. to my knowledge. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you you certainly do. We we you would you know seeding. I guess is what it's called. What does that mean? That's that's where you're you're just you'd pick a few people and send them product, and you okay. do that blindly. We don't do a lot of that because we find, um, I guess there's no guarantee they're going to use it, and they probably get a lot of product um, that come and go, and they just give it to their son, they give it to a cousin, or their father, or whoever, yeah. their wife. So it's it's not the most effective way to get a product and utilized and and what you want to have is to have that moment where it you know it pops up on tv and and dillette was one of the first guys that we had that we saw our cover in a tournament and we knew that that was our tag and it was close up of the bag and we're like holy smokes you know that the head cover is, <laughs> is on television and, and uh that was those are really like special moments early because it's like the first time like you knew that you must have done something right in order to pull that off. Yeah, there there had to be a lot of things line up in order for you to have something that is on TV in a PJ Tour event. Yeah, and so that thrill never gets old. Like we're always chasing that. Like, do you even advertise? Like, I feel like just that moment. If that happens once a month, you're set. Like, if your if your logo is on national TV or your head cover, it's the the challenge there is it's impossible to measure. Where you know. If you look at traditional digital um, marketing campaigns, you you can you know exactly what your dollar spend is, um, like the return on ad spend. It's Facebook's really good at it, Instagram's really good at it. All these things, it's, it's, they all all have analytics, and and it's all measurable. The TV component we found was impactful for like kind of I just call it shock and awe. Like you'd see it and you go, oh man, that is awesome, yeah. and then it's gone. And people would either um, tag us in a photo or DM us in Instagram and say, hey, did you guys see this? And so it creates an awareness. And it, it definitely is that third-party um, kind of validation that they see the pros using it, therefore it equals quality or therefore it equals coolness. Or there's, there's an intangible there that you can't get with anybody else using it other than a PJ Tour lady or male using that product. So... Uh, when Brooke Henderson, we finally got her to use some of our gear, she wanted uh, the f- her family crest on it, and it's on oh. a three-wood, um, and she'll, she'll be using the Olympic stuff next week because wow. they tee off uh, next Wednesday. Wow. So, you know, these these are uh, people that, through Golf Canada and the national team and coaches that we've known, the one degree of separation in, in golf, once you get at very high levels, there's just so many overlapping circles. It's it's unbelievable. So it's it's not as difficult as you would think to get gear in the hands of, of the top pros, but some of them have contracts with their, um, like company like ping. They might say all your head covers have to be ping. But That's great that, advertising that, for them. Oh it's yeah. A it's a huge ping. Boom. It's, it's right there. Um, but a lot of them, it's, it's one space that is still overlooked so we can still sneak some on there. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Cabot. What's it like? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's a pretty special spot. It's something that we just, every year we die to get out there. We just love it yeah. and just savor it. I love the drive up. I love 
pulling in and, and looking at Inverness because every time I pull in there, I just keep thinking of what um, the design team and like Ben Cowan Dewar when they first came around that turn and they saw this kind of run downtown, but this gorgeous beach and 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 all that beachfront was just empty. You know, it was um, the town just kind of left that space as open space. And because it wasn't like a booming, thriving town at the time, it made sense that it would just stay undeveloped and be kind of public use. And um, so I, I just think of that every time I pull in there, it's like those guys must have been like, this is just gold. Like this is an absolute surefire win <laughs> because the, 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 the topography there is so incredible. And, and what does topography mean? That's, that's just like the overall layout of the land. The, yeah. Okay. Of the land. So I think the geography is more like the actual components of what, whether it's sand or okay. what type of soil it is. Yeah, yeah, topography yeah. is more like the shapes and okay. valleys and the dunes and all, all those unique things that Cabot can provide. Okay. And uh, so for Lynx Golf, it really does look like you're in Scotland. <laughs> like it's it's just identical to Scotland. And you close your eyes, spin yourself around 50 times and open them up and you'd be like, yep, here I am. Wow. You know, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's great. And they carry, you know, they're one of our, they are our biggest account in Canada for sure. Um, and we've been proud to be with them. Uh, they, they were, I think a year older than us. So wow. Perfect time. Yeah. The timing was great there. So they were in 2013 when they started, I believe it's 13. Yeah. So that's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been even 14. I, I know it was like w within a year we were able to get in and do some early design work for them and just establish that connection. And, and it's been, uh, it's been gravy ever since. It's a, it is a thing. Like if you have a buddy that goes to Cabot, you better bet that they're going to be in the pro shop shopping around because to have a cabot dormy head cover just cabot anything really it's a it's, it's a it's an iconic piece all across the world because mm. what is cabot like top 10 in the world course it's it's ranked top something they are they're always up there now it's it's yeah. it's, it's an iconic piece of land in this part of the world it's very very cool mm -hmm. and any i've had a couple buddies that have gone up this year and they always come back with a piece, and it's it's just something to talk about. There's always a story behind it. Mm -hmm. No one ever comes back from Cabot without a story. No, because even if if it's whether it's the weather, the weather was great, or the weather was horrible, you're going to play through it. Like very rarely have I ever, heard, unless it's like a crazy hurricane and you can barely <laughs> stand, or you have like some type of medical condition that you can't handle that. Yeah, people will play through that. And we've been there. I, like I, I can remember hanging all our clothes up inside. Uh, trying to dry them out for next day's round and you got your insoles socks <laughs> everything's all laying around you know but that's that's part of the experience and so the you know you're laughing and joking about hitting a three iron 120 yards because that's the only thing that could get it there um, whereas on 18 there was one year where on the cliffs course it was blowing so hard that i went driver pitching wedge oh wow. and that's a 500 and I think it's like 570, 580 yard par five. But, I don't think I've ever played a lot of par five that far. That yeah, long. I mean it's it's a it's a great par five, but like it's a little bit downhill, and when it's fast, and when you get that wing going, and if you just catch this little speed slot on the left, it'll just kick and run and run, and it, and then there's this big gorge that you have to usually either lay up in front of or you you go for it in two, uh, depending on where your 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 drive went. But I remember other years where it's driver three wood and you're not sure whether you can get it past that gorge or not so there i like I, that's like a eight club difference 
Yeah. <laughs> from three wood to pitching much. Yeah. So you just never know what you're going to get there, and that's part of the magic. That's awesome. No, I can't wait to get up there for the first time. It's, uh, I hope I have a story of my own to, to share with the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Um, how was the game of golf? Uh, I guess you said your your dad golfed, so I'm, I'm assuming your dad introduced the, the game of golf to you. Yeah. Um, do you have any early memories of that? Like, I was a hockey guy myself, so I have uh, early hockey memories of, I guess, that addicting factor that made me do it for a majority of my life. Um, at the age of 29, I just started playing golf this year, and I have that addicting factor of why I want to play golf for the rest of my life. But you played, when did you start? How old? Oh, man, it would have been as soon as I could walk. So yeah. do you remember that thing? I, I that remember thing? The, the, the things that I remember most about playing with Dad was uh, we were always uh, – I, I had cut down clubs, and there were lefties. Like, Dad's a lefty, I'm a lefty, Jeff's a lefty, Grandfather's a lefty. There's a huge lefty, and, and it was Ooh. just because you're getting this hand, hand-me-down clubs, right? So is your son would, a lefty? Sorry, I got to interrupt. Son, is your son a lefty? Did no. Did you know yet? He's a righty? He's a righty for now. Wow. But he's only four, and, and we'll see. I, okay. I, I have both sets for him, but he keeps going to the righties. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's all right. Uh, trust me, it's a it's a hot topic in our family. <laughs> is it? A, you guys are going to force him to go left. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, Dad would would put his in in his bag. He would put my clubs in because back then, like juniors, were not welcome on a lot of golf courses. They just kids were kids were a nuisance. They were loud. They just in general they sucked. They didn't want kids to be part of golf, which is just ridiculous. Like you want to talk about shooting yourself in the foot, but that you know golf has really come a long way since the early seventies. When you think early seventies, you think of all the political problems that you know, we're, we're still dealing with and trying to work around. Imagine how bad golf would have been back in the early seventies. So, you know, it's not like we were super loaded and, um, in terms of wealth and when we pulled up to a golf course, dad would jam all my clubs. He would, he would usually take a driver, seven iron, pitching wedge and putter. So we'd have four. He'd stuff the, the mini ones inside his bag so that the, the pros couldn't see. And then I remember him checking in and they'd be like, all right, how many green fees are you getting? And he's like one. And so then we would go out and, and I would, I was always like, I want to play the first hole. And he's like, you can't play the first hole. Cause it's by the clubhouse. Right. And they'll see you. And they'll see you. Yeah. So I was always like, kind of looking over my shoulder going, I think, I think I'm, you know, we're down in the fairway now. They can't be like, he's like, no, no, no. Like they can still see, like we got to wait, got to wait. And so this would happen like all over the place. And, but that was just the way that we grew up playing was, was no you you just kind of, You'd play holes number two, three, four, five. Then if it dipped back to the club post, you don't play that hole. Yeah. Then, oh, we're away from the club post again. You can play again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like a, a very urban style way of introducing golf to a kid. And I think that probably maybe curtailed my view of, you know, trying to get out of whether it's bridge tolls or 407 passes and paying, you know, th- there's ways of, you know, kind of, having fun with some systems and saving a dollar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of been inbred in me, I guess, from a very early age. But, I mean, at the same time, Dad's the best dad ever. Um, he's super knowledgeable about the golf swing, and he had all his different uh, theories that he had. He was very well-read, so, he, you know, like Ben Hogan and um, all these different old pros that he would read the books, and then he would just say, yeah, here's, here's how you hold the club. You should do this here, and... And uh, it wasn't so much about the mental part or anything else. It was very technical. And then, and uh, that's how we kind of, that's how I learned to, to play. Hold up! Time out! Time out! 
chill. You need to cool that shit out. And that's the double truth, Ruth. It's time for a quick timeout brought to you by Crypto Vantage. Did you know that teams like the Dallas Mavericks and the Oakland A's are allowing their fans to purchase tickets using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies? That's absolutely insane. You don't even need money anymore. You just need to be educated in the cryptocurrency world for you to get ahead. More teams, more athletes are getting involved in the cryptocurrency world. That's why we are happy to have Crypto Vantage on our side here at High Button Sports so that they can educate us on how to get ahead when it comes to cryptocurrency. Head on over to info.cryptovantage.com slash high button. Fill out the white paper. It is absolutely free. They will send you an email giving you information, everything when it comes to cryptocurrency. Don't make the mistake I made where you invest your money and then you see a return, but you can't even get the money out of the account. It's rubbish. You don't want any of that. That's why info.cryptovantage.com slash high button will allow you to gain the information you need to get ahead when it comes to cryptocurrency, okay? Now, head on over to that website that I just said, info.cryptovantage.com slash high button. Fill out the white paper at the bottom of the sheet. And like I said, get some more information on cryptocurrency. Crypto Vantage, high button sports, perfect match. When, when Did you grow up in Nova Scotia or in Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were you were sneaking on courses in Nova Scotia when you were young. Yeah. Did, yeah. Well, I guess I have two questions. I'll ask the first question, but um, uh, have you, since you've been in the golf industry forever, it seems like, or in the golf world, excuse me, uh, have you seen the boom of golf in Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada, or I guess just in Canada and whole? Like, because you have idiots like me that are starting to play and maybe holding up, I'm not holding up the course, but I, I guess, yeah, that's the question. Have you seen the boom? Yeah, I mean, when I... F- started i i was a member at oakfield i think when i was age 12 and we also had joined greenwood because it was like the most affordable one this was when i was i think seven or eight okay and we were driving up to greenwood on the weekends and we'd play 36 each day um and then head back uh for monday um and so when i think of like what would the support system now in terms of like the links of montague and all these pop-ups like Glen Arbor and Brunello, these you know gorgeous championship-style courses that did not exist in the 70s and, and 80s. It's like, holy smokes, we've got plethora of, of courses now. And looking at how the T-sheets are booked now, it's like Halifax could use another course, which is oh, unheard of. Be a great business opportunity to build another course around here. Yeah, and, and you know, th- three or four years ago, you would have been lapped out of the out of the shop if somebody said Halifax needs another golf course. But based on the boom, um, and you know, it's the only uptick from really with COVID for, in our business was the fact that it was a socially distanced, safe, you know, uh, sport that you could do outside, and people started to kind of look around and go, "Hey, I can get some family time too, or I yeah. can get some alone time, whatever you want." Yeah. But you're outside, and uh, so all those benefits led to this boom, and. Um, and here we are. You must have noticed it financially. I know at least five people on the top of my head that got custom dormy head covers for Christmas or their birthday. You mm-hmm. must, like that must have helped the business trade like it did, astronomically. It did, like uh, originally, the wholesale business tanked, so all the golf pros, a lot of our major key accounts froze their uh, orders yeah. because of the unknown. So um march april may was just we were just sitting there like crickets freaking out yeah but then we noticed our online was picking up so the online component 
ended up saving our dipping wholesale and, and actually equaled out. So we were we were able to maintain 2019 to 2020. Like we didn't lose. Yeah. Where I know like restaurateurs are, yeah. if you do that comparison, it's night and day where we were able to maintain. We went down for a significant loss and our growth stopped, mm. but we didn't take a step backwards, which was a huge plus. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's, it's better than most companies can say, you know, you stayed afloat. Definitely. You yeah, did you it. stayed afloat, made it out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then back to the, the question about your dad and you guys going as you were a kid, whenever, let's say you did come up to the ninth hole and you had to hide, like, where did you hide? Like to meet, <laughs> did, did you just meet him at the 10th? No, no. He like, they would let me walk with him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'd be allowed to walk with him and okay. dad would never take a cart. And I, we never take carts. If, if we have an, a walking option, we'll always choose yeah. to walk and carry. And so that was, that was how I was brought up was we're going to walk this course. doesn't matter whether it was Highland on the links and you're going to walk, you know, that, that crazy walk between the par three and, wow. and the par four and the back. Have you ever played Cabot or, or not Cabot, sorry, uh, Highlands? Have you played Celtic? Probably no. not. I mean, if I've only played around really here. New, yeah. I mean, Celtic really would, I, I would say may still be the king of Cape Breton. And a lot of people, because of its history with Stanley Thompson, I mean, shaking your head, Mark. I mean, I'm nodding. You agree? Wow. <laughs> I mean, Cabot is absolutely spectacular. Um, but when you look at Stanley Thompson and what he did back in 1925, I think it was when he built that, um, it was, you know, horse and carriages. And he was walking around with a whiskey bottle in the mountains and, you know, looking at the ocean because they, they call it the ocean mountain course um, because that's what it is. It, it, it has both. And you get a feel for some dramatic drops off your tee boxes to some incredible targets. Cool. Um, every hole is named, and, and they're all really cool names. <laughs> and uh, it's, I mean, it's if you look, if you had the drone shot and you look down on the piece of property that he had to work with and where Celtic Lodge is sitting, yeah, it you would, I I would bet that you would say this is not part of Canada. Really? That's how like stunning it is. Okay, I gotta look it up now, just because you said. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. You, there's, there's gotta be a video or, or some type of. It's all Google, it's up on the screen there. Google clip. Should I YouTube or should I Google? Uh, I would Google it. Google, Google it. Yeah. Google what should Celtic I Google? Lodge. Highlands Links. Highlands Links. Yeah. Highlands Links, Cape Breton. And it's 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 had a, a few redesigns, and right now it's um, Gulf North. Yeah. which is a, a management company in Ontario. They have a, I believe it's a 15 or 20 year. Yeah, take a look at that. Like that looks like we're down in wow some type of tropical island. So is that where the clubhouse is? And that's, then... that's the hotel. Yeah. And then this, wow. And that's, that's some of the holes there on the front side. Look at that. It's like a little, look at that. Yeah. And it, so that, that's the ocean component, right? And then, as uh, if you if that screen flipped around, you would see that it butts up against the mountain in the background, and uh, and then you start to get into some of these. Oh, like, right there. Yeah, there you go. So it moves up oh, and into into that background there, which is, you know, the fall. Like, well, what, that's what September, people keep October. saying. People keep saying the best part about Nova Scotia golf is the fall. Yeah, and there's there you can see the the colors turning there. Wow. But so he came in there. Imagine like way back then, and not having the all the, you know, hydraulic caterpillar machines that just mow things down like you're mowing your lawn. So He's what, using you did it by hand. A lot of it was, yeah, a lot of it was. They, they, I know, 
one of the examples because he did the Banff Springs um, course. It was another Stanley Thompson design and okay. uh, CP Railway or CN, yeah, CP. I think it was CP. They owned the the hotel, the Banff Springs, and then they used the railroad to bring in all the soil from the prairies, so all the all the main golf that they needed to to pour into this this rock laden mountain uh, mountainous environment. Yeah, that's that's how they built that golf course. Wow. And I feel like here they ended up using um, similar methods in terms of like bringing in soil. Um, so I mean, it's just a it, it's an incredible uh, part of Canadian history, and it's so far up there. It's a legitimate five and a half hour drive from Halifax, where Cabot's only three. Um, it sometimes it gets overlooked, but wow. it, you know some some I know for Dad it's it's still number one for him. There must be some like cool hiking trails up those mountains, no? Oh, definitely. Like you can, like... yeah. And, there, and there's the uh, Cape Smoky is the uh, they they pumped a bunch of money into that for uh, skiing, and I think oh, there's sick. yeah there there's they're they're really putting trying to get that ski resort going, and that's only like five minutes from the course. No way. So. I mean, it's so remote. That's its biggest challenge, is getting there. Man, I don't know. Like people, that do you like? I love traveling. I love driving. Oh, yeah. Same here. Like the drive's incredible. Yeah, I, especially to Cape Breton. Yeah, ears pop every now and then. I yeah. love it. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. better than a, a, a nice five-hour drive, even longer. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, it's just great. And I feel, I think, uh, well, things are pretty much opened up now, but I, I think people will be more in tune to it once things are completely open and want to get out a little bit more. Yeah, and, and you know, my dad and grandfather, they they'd play that they'd play 36 holes there and they would walk that course so anybody that's played it i don't know anybody that walks it anymore they're all taking carts but that was i think it was something like a six and a half mile walk if you just walk straight <laughs> it like it's probably instead s- of like walk doing the proper zigzag yeah. like you would yeah. um when you're golfing yeah um so yeah these guys the dad was and my grandfather those guys just carried their clubs walked 36 holes crash and then did it the next day and then drove home <laughs> that's unbelievable yeah. I, I played 36 holes once this year and i walked one and i carted the other you know i was exhausted and it was Penn hills and fox fox what, fox hollow mm-hmm. like i couldn't imagine walking for both of them well and i i think about my grandfather he he actually did have a pull cart and it was one of these old it had spoke like the what you'd see in a bicycle yeah, those type of spoked wheels. Yeah, and it would fold up, and it had this this cool like the handle would pop up this way, the wheels would pop up. <laughs> you'd lay the bag down. Yeah, and it had a leather handle. Like these things were made, they were built to last. Dude, and, things from the old days last. I got a dryer behind that curtain that was built in the '60s. It's still going. Yeah, back then everything lasts. <laughs> Unbelievable. So true. Do you own a push a push cart? Like, do you uh, take do you take pride in carrying your bag? I, I yeah, I have a we we actually make a a leather pencil bag no way so it's a like this weekend we played the pro pro up at abercrombie and um jeff carried the first round so he has like a double strap okay. like a traditional like with it with a stand so it's like three legs okay and you just pop it down two legs pop out yeah and then there's this old leather one that it's like super light so i'll just carry that and cruise around and it'll hold 14 clubs it's sometimes a little tough to get <laughs> all the because they're intended to hold about 10 properly yeah 10 or less but uh i just use it from a full-time bag 
when you're at Cabot, do you have to take a cart or can you walk that? It's walking only. It's walking only. Oh, there's yeah. no carts. No carts. Good to know. Yeah. When you go, do you have a, a caddy with you or do you decline the option? Uh, we half and half. Depends yeah. if we're in an event. Okay. If we're in an event, we'll, we'll, we'll get a caddy. But if we're just out playing, we've played that course, I don't know how many times now. So we, we know it really well. And yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I think I, I interrupted you when you were talking about the, uh, you have like a go-kart up there or maybe it's home. Oh, the but dune buggy. Have, the yeah. dune buggy, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that, that is uh, something we picked up from a, a friend of ours in Ontario who had a, he's got these custom cars that he's been building and um, the the little dune buggy, uh, I've been looking for one for years and this thing popped up and so he, he did a little work on it, customized the, the seats and stuff and shipped her down on, on a 18 wheeler. So <laughs> it's, this thing is, it's like, it there's no sick. roof. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we, we, he built it so that we could put the two golf bags standing vertically in the back oh sick so he he literally built two golf bag carriers in the back so that's 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 how we can go from a to b that's sick it was yeah. that's a good little i don't know it's i don't know what it's good for but it's good for something like <laughs> when i saw it on your instagram i'm like what's this company this <laughs> yeah. is unreal that's it's a sick a little toy yeah it is it's, it's like again all these things are, are like dreams that i would have had as a kid i i love california and i know my brothers we all wanted that california dream and so we've just taken a lot of the california elements and just transposed it into our nova scotia lifestyle so whether it's surfing we surf all winter as well no um yeah you can surf all year long here now and they always have been it's just the gear wasn't as good you know you wouldn't stay as warm you, you couldn't stay out as long um but now we got the volkswagen van and that that van was what i was i i was playing and living out of for a little while when i was down in florida <laughs> So that was back in the late, that was like 2009, 2010, I think when it was when I first got that. Hmm. So, I mean, we, we still have a lot of these relic cars, like the van is an 84, the dune buggies is 1970. And uh, yeah, so it's just, we, we like the old, old school California vibe. That's awesome. Yeah. How much time have you spent out in LA or just California? Quite a sorry. bit. Yeah. 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 Quite a bit. Like um, Pebble Beach played it. We... We got to Pebble Beach last, it was two years ago, and we weren't able to get on Pebble, but we got on Spyglass. Nice. Yeah. I've heard of that course. Spyglass is amazing. It's really cool. Um, we do have a, a trip to Pebble in September for uh, an event with Cleveland Tricks on. Cool. So we're we're providing um, alignments to covers for, <clears throat> basically they have this thing, it's called Journey to, Journey to Better, JTB, and... Uh, if you sell a certain amount as a pro, you get an invite, and it's all expenses paid for these for all the top pros Sick. in the U.S. and Canada. So, um, as a partner of Cleveland Tricks on, we uh, agreed to supply them with some first tee gifts, and then we're going to be down and get to play Pebble and Spyglass. And that's awesome. When's yeah. that trip? That is September. I think it's the thirteenth and fourteenth. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's not that long away. That's exciting stuff, man. Yeah, I've always dreamed of playing Pebble. So now we're going to yeah. get to play it in a in a little tournament, so it'll be really cool. That'll be unreal. That'll be yeah. so sick. There's yeah. so many things about this game of golf, man, that just get me going. And, you know, co I, I have COVID to thank because of golf. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have yeah. paid attention to it. I, right. I bought my first set of clubs this year and sunk a lot of money into it. I've sunk a lot of time into it, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Mm -hmm. Have you had any lessons? No, no, I'm uh, I, self-taught. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, at the beginning of the year, I went with a buddy, and, I, and he's like, "Take your score. You'll want to know it." And I was like, "I don't want to know my score. It was my first time playing in 
10 years. I played with my dad when I was like 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think I shot like a 150. And the other day at Osprey, I shot a 86. Best, oh, nice. best score. Jeez. So I've played a ridiculous amount this year. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm obsessed. Like it's, it's affecting yeah. work. It's affecting my relationship a bit, but like, I'm trying to make it balance. I'm trying. There, there's something I can't, I still can't explain why I love it. Cause I'm frustrated half the time, but that one shot just keeps me coming back. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing, but I just love it, man. And it, it, I'm a, I'm a competitive guy, but I don't really play sports anymore. And, uh, I, I love the balance of leisure and, and competitiveness between it, being with your friends, having a couple beer, but at the same time, trying to to, to to get a good score I, I like the balance of it it's a yeah, perfect well, sport i mean and you can as you as you progress like there'll be there'll be opportunities that you can go in and play in an event whether it's maybe you don't want to play on your own your own ball but like for example the event we played on the weekend um at abercrombie was a team event so my brother and i were in the professional division for the, in the atlantic zone and then alex and dad played in the amateur side that's wicked. And then you just combine your handicaps. They figure out where you, where you would be in like there's certain flights. And uh, so the team, the team aspect is a great way to get into golf at a competition level, without having to stress about playing full blown stroke play, which is um, kind of a North American, I would say, phenomenon. Where most, you know, if you go to Scotland or overseas, everybody's playing match play. Nobody plays stroke play generally if you're just going out with your buddies everybody's playing matches that's just yeah. the way it goes yeah um, but here it's stroke play so like every shot matters like you have one bad hole and your your good looking card is just destroyed right <laughs> so um you know some people shy away from playing stroke events because they're worried about you know their, their score getting published or whatever whatever that ego is that you're you don't want to go out and play yeah, and, and see how you do yeah, yeah and, and so they're if you can get by that, there's lots of opportunities to play and and keep that fire that you have as as an athlete. So, you know, I just turned 50 last October, so now I get to play in the senior um, division of our PGA zone. Yeah. So there's always like these different kind of kind of uh, I guess parameters at each either whether it's your amateur handicapping or whether it's your ages, wh- whatever that may be. Mm. Um, golf has. Uh, a great system to keep everybody involved for a lifetime. I like how you said that, a lifetime. Yeah. Like my retirement plans have changed because of this. Like I want to <laughs> live on a golf course now. I, I I said I want to live on a lake. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I want to be on a course. Yeah, I mean, Dad, is, he's 76, and he, he ended up teeing it up and walked. He pushed his cart for two days up there at Abercrombie. And, oh, yeah? Uh, and they, they actually did, you know, pretty well. I think they, they – I know they had a, a great time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just something you can do for as long as you want. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how much time are we at, Mark? What's it like to? Uh, I, I guess how does the beginning stages of designing a head cover like where where does the where does it come from? Like, where does where does so, the idea come from? A lot of it at the beginning was coming from our customers. So we would, um, you know, to, because we do make one offs. Um, so you can get just one cover and that's it. So. The biggest challenge for our business was to be able to handle wholesale and these one-off custom pieces. Mm-hmm. And what you typically see with our competition is they will they 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 make a left or a right. They're either doing wholesale and making big runs, or they're doing only one-offs and not 
doing wholesale where we were like, we can figure this out. We'll, we'll, we're going to do both and capture them. And basically, so we almost have like, we're moving into a new facility um, within the next six weeks. Nice, we just man. Signed Congrats. A, I think, yeah, as of the OTL is in the, for the new location, the offer to lease. Okay. And I think everything's going to go as planned. It's on Lady Hammond Road, just behind the rubber ducky. Oh, no way. Uh, the old H.H. Marshall building. Is there going to be a storefront by any chance? Yeah, there is. That's sick. Yeah, yep. I love that. That's yeah, great. Be retail. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, there's going to be a simulator in there. A little mini bar, maybe? There's going to be some Mulligan lights in there. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> maybe under the, the table. Well, and, and actually, Cabot inspired us for our doors. So the villas at Cabot have these kind of, uh, it's like an accordion, like these folding doors that you just kind of like Oh, yeah, I know what those are. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, all yeah, of a yeah. sudden, you got this massive like studio style open yeah. uh, air concept yeah well we've adopted that and put those doors into our retail space Sad. so in the summertime you'll be able to we're gonna have a little patio out front so that you can sit and do whatever or staff can can chill out there Man, um, i want to work there that sounds unreal it's gonna be pretty cool that's sick and then the simulator will be on a just an elevated platform so it, as you walk in you'll you're gonna have your retail space and we're gonna we're gonna have you know, lots of dormy stuff, but we're going to curate kind of some other brands that we really like and, and have, you know, like two under uh, underwear. We, we're going to... Underwear? Yeah. Okay. Not Golf underwear is a thing, man. I, I still haven't found the right pair. Oh, man. Two under is the best. Two under? That's yeah. what they're called? Okay, two I'll look under. them up. It's a, it's a Canadian-based company. Um, so we're going to have, you know, all these like neat little things that if you come in, say it's Christmas time or Father's Day or whatever... It'll be probably a head cover and pair of two under. Okay, like, cool. You know, or there'll be these different packages that we can offer. Um, but then, so once you get into the retail space, in the upper back platform um, will be the simulator area. So we'll be able to do, um, you know, fittings. We'll still sell clubs. Um, that th you can come in and play. I'm gonna say like play birthday course. parties or something. Yeah, birthday like, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we'll be able to host host events and and. Uh, it's going to be a pretty dynamic, Dude. holistic uh, spot because then our production facility is just past that. So oh, so you're keeping the production? Okay, so oh, you're yeah. gonna have two spots. Okay, I got you. It's, I got yeah, you. it's all under one roof. I got so you. Oh, it's this, okay. You okay, could okay. like the retail space is I, I think it's six thousand feet that we have of total uh, footage. Okay, and then the retail I believe is about a thousand of it, maybe, maybe more. That's I think it's more thousand like feet. That's big. Sixteen hundred maybe. And then the rest is is the production facility, which is separated. Like yeah. you you wouldn't see it, but you can. I mean, we've always taken people back, and you know, if you want to check it out and see what it's like. If that's an official invite, it. I'd love to come. I think that'd oh yeah, be sick. that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that that's going to be happening. Um, that's probably our biggest news, like for the company itself, is that we're we're going to be moving into that new location, which is going to be really sweet. That's exciting. And designing yeah. the storefront will be cool too. Are you guys going to implement maybe some maritime vibes in there, like a surfboard? So I don't know, like you, you can, you can got, play with it. You know, yeah, it's your brand. Of, it's your, I mean the whole, so under those, as you open up those doors, yeah. then above that is all glass too. So the, the whole front facade is, is yeah. glass, yeah, I like, got you. Uh, floor to ceiling. And then once you get inside, we've got a couple different um, things that we're, that we're looking towards, but I'm, I'm not going to reveal them here just because no, I don't want to uh, set, like, one one vibe is definitely going, like, kind of really grungy, hardcore, black and white style, uh, street-based um, vibe. Um, but then there's there's another vibe that we have that, like, 
we have a lot of different concepts. Oh, yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have to share them. I get yeah. it. You got to keep them to yourself. Yeah, I mean, but it, I, there's just l- so many. That's... Let, let me say this. I love companies like yours, and there's other companies out there as well that are changing the stereotype of golf because you're making it more acceptable for everyone. Let me just say that. It, it's you. It's a couple other companies as well, and it, it makes it inviting. It's not how it was like back you just said in the 70s. Like mm-hmm. just having things like this out there and especially here in Atlantic Canada, it means a lot to me, my friends, and I think the rest of the world eventually. I, I, I think that's awesome that, uh, you know, what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, I think man. that's I mean, sick. Like for, you know, we have a, a couple of key partnerships that were like the Gulf Ontario, Nova Scotia Golf Association, Gulf New Brunswick. Like we, we, we started up one um, thing that, I thought was pretty cool is a uh it's a par three challenge so there's of the majors that we chose in new brunswick um we created these leather flags for all the par threes and that's just to notify that there is a contest ongoing and the contest highlights short game skills putting and iron play which is pretty much overshadowed by distance because everybody's yapping about balls going too far drivers shafts the Bryson DeChambeau effect. Everybody just wants to pound it. And uh, so we came up with a clever way to highlight those that play par threes really well. So your aggregate score over your par threes, let's say, you, well, keep it simple, is par threes are the toughest of all the, the holes on average. You know, They suck. They, they're really tough. You only get one, one shot at the beginning where the par fives are the easiest because you can, you can mop up your mess as you go along and still save par. So the par three challenge is one winner, and usually it's somebody's going to shoot maybe even or under par on their on all their par threes for that entire event over th- I two you. or three rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it, you know, that's that's one component along with our other championship uh, head covers that are used as trophies and stuff like that. So it it's a fun way to keep people thinking. Oh yeah, there's there's other ways that I can win out here other than long drive. Yeah, you know, and and it highlights <laughs> a, a thing that's really overshadowed by all the the challenges that you keep hearing on TV. Yeah, man, dude, what you're doing is awesome. Your life <laughs> is sick. Like, what are you doing the rest of the day? What are you doing after this? Uh, to well, this afternoon. What time is it right now? One fifty. What are you doing the rest of the day? Well, I got to pick my little guy up at four thirty from daycare. Okay. So I still have some time left. <laughs> um, there's, there's, we, we do have a big event. It's called play yellow and, uh, that's going to be in September. Okay. So getting that organized, it's a, it's a one day shootout at, uh, Brunello. Nice. And, uh, it's partnering with Jack Nicholas and their play yellow, um, uh, umbrella, which is the, the main benefactor is IWK. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, tournament, there's going to be 96 competitors, which is, uh, how many teams is that? 44? 96 teams? divided by 4. 43 teams. Are you sure? No, that's that's terrible math. Dude, don't worry about it. I'll, yeah, I'll figure it. I'll, I, I, I want to figure it. I, I got to know it's, now. It's two-person it's two teams. What is it? Sorry, what is it? 96? 96 players. Divided by 4. I was an English major. 24 teams. Oh, well, but they're two-person two, oh, two so teams. 96 divided by 2. Yeah. 48. 48 teams. You got a podcaster and a head cover maker here, so that's yeah, what you get so, for math. And, and, and a Dalhousie graduate with <laughs> yeah. English, so leave me alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this, this event, though, is awesome because all the money goes to IWK. Yeah. And uh, we tried to run it last year, but COVID squashed it. But it's Canada's first Play Yellow event. It's huge down in the U.S., and um, it's. I know that they're hoping that this will help 
um, start the, the wave across Canada uh, with other um, companies or golf courses that pick up the Play Yellow cause and because um, it's part of the Children's Miracle Network. So if oh, you cool. have a, a Children's Miracle Network hospital in, in the province of, say, Saskatchewan, well, you can call Play Yellow and you can and get one of these events going. And so the Play Yellow goal is to get $100 million raised in 10 years. And I think they're already at like 50 after three years. No way. Like they are smoking it. Wow. So we're going to put our hat in the ring. And we've got uh, – so the, the way our tournament's set up, Thursday evening, we're throwing a party down at Garrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich O'Coin is going to be the entertainer. And uh, he's a surfer and buddy of ours. And awesome, talented musician. Cool. And he's like a barrel of energy. So I don't know what's going to happen down there. <laughs> With this Thursday? No, no. Uh, September 23rd. S- September 23rd. Okay. Yep. Promote so that. that. September 23rd. Yeah. September 23rd is is the the big, um, we're calling it the, the Mellow Yellow Shaker. And there'll Sick be a, a, a silent auction there. And some of the, pro- like, some of the things you can auction on uh, is a membership for a year at, uh, there's a, Believe it or not, there's well, there's a a company called Dormy Network, and Dormy Network owns. They're a management company that own a bunch of uh, golf courses in the U.S., and they're gonna they've donated a year's membership at their courses as a prize that you can no on. way. And that that retails for twenty, I think it's twenty three thousand U.S. That's gonna go for hundreds of thousands, and there's no well, way. I, that, I don't know. How like much you get your buddies together, like because who all the courses are down in the states. So yeah, that's, that's, ha- that's the catch. Yeah, well, that's the thing though. It's like, why wouldn't you just bid together with your buddies? And because obviously, you know, I've not everyone just has a hundred grand with them. I don't know. It's like if everyone chucks in twenty, I don't know. That, that's going to go for much more than. Well, it, it, I, it's I think a great that's going to go for a lot for sure. And so these are some of the experiences. Like then there's another one uh, is to go and play uh, for four guys or girls. You can bid on that and and head down and uh, you'd spend. Uh, you get four rounds, and I think it's two nights down at using their facilities. Sick. And, yeah. So, and then the tournament is on the twenty fourth, the Friday, and it's a two person Stableford. Wicked. So Stableford is where you accrue points as opposed to shooting against level par. Okay. So it's a it's a faster pace of play because um, if let's say you're laying three and I'm already hit two OB, then we're just going to use your score and. If you ma- if you're already at bogey, then you just put your, or I think it's yeah, double yeah. bogey. You don't get any points, but so it's best case, ball. It's, like best it's ball. a really fun yeah. way to play. I got gotcha. you, and that's on the Friday, uh, the twenty fourth. Okay, so but there's some killer prizing there too, and it's at Garrison on the twenty third. Garrison the evening before for the silent auction and yeah. the party, and then Friday is at Brunello, the twenty fourth. I'm, I'm gonna try to do my best to be there. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else that? How much time are we at now? Uh, over an hour. Now. We're over an hour. Yeah. Okay, I got a couple. Just a couple. Are you good for time? You're, oh, yeah. you're good. Uh, how many hole in ones have you hit? Well, none of them have been in tournaments. That's so my, my, my brothers have a, <laughs> and most everybody else is like you can only claim if you're in a tournament. Really? Damn, yeah. that's a that sucks. Yeah. Well, that's so, good, but that's not good for me. I don't see me going in a tournament anytime soon. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but I've 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 had two hole in ones where I've actually made a hole in one. And it was in a round, and one was I was a pro at a, at a, an event down in Chester. Sick. It was like a beat the pro. Yeah. And when the group came up and I hit first, made the hole in one, they were just like that. Yeah. yeah. Both par threes. 
yeah. Both yep. part three yep. sick. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. You're you got a great energy to you. You're a chill dude. You got a great story. I'm thanks, uh, I'm very fortunate that you came on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for the invite. Yeah, man, no worries. Uh, like I said, I'll try to get up to to that event in September. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it's uh the for the team price it's seven hundred. Okay. So it'd be um in and and that's built in. Your, there's a that's your registration and your um donation component. Okay, so yeah. okay, and then you can submit teams of two. Yep. Okay, sounds good. I'll try to find a buddy and we'll pair up. We'll get her going. Yeah, cool. That'll be sick. All right, yeah. man. Well, once again, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah, thanks, uh, man. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. I appreciate all the support. I don't know when we're going to release this episode, but whatever day of the week it is, have fun. Enjoy the summer. Play golf. We're out. Drink some mulligan light. Drink some mulligan light. We're out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Call me sweeter than the water when I cook night Me nicer than the lollipop But watch your mouth The ice and the mountain and the cool and the breeze If it ain't a party, then it's gonna be Never had a problem that I couldn't solve It must be official if I get involved Caught up at the fire burning daily Harder to remember getting harder to remember I've been doing enough to drive me crazy I don't think my mama's gonna save me Baby, I'm not flying, but I'm floating
if I did, you keep the evil away. Cause I believe why you're a boss, DJ. She hear me, DJ, she hear me.